0: Hi, this is Trent Ingram with Save Our States, back with another one of our Six Questions podcasts. So thankful that you're joining us and very thankful to be joined by Bob Carlstrom. He is the president of AMAC Action. And so the first of our six questions, Bob, tell us, what, what is AMAC Action and what do you do?
1: Well, thanks a lot, Trent, and it's really good to be with you. AMAC Action is the C4 advocacy affiliate of AMAC itself. AMAC is the conservative alternative to AARP. Uh, Our business model in AMAC overall replicates that of AARP and we offer more and better benefits than they do. And we have now over 2.35 million members and AMAC was, was started actually in late 2007 by Dan and Judy Weber as a response to AARP going left politically. And there clearly needed to be an alternative for Americans 50 years and older. And now we invite any American who plans on even living to be 50 to join us as well.
0: That's, that's terrific. And I, I should say to folks that AMAC Action has been just a tremendous partner with Save Our States, reaching out and educating people around the country and in some of those key states where we've had fights over over the Electoral College. So really an outstanding organization that everybody should be a part of. Uh, Bob, this week's news is overshadowed by something that has never happened as far as I, I know. It certainly never happened in, in my lifetime. The Supreme Court leaking a complete draft opinion uh, and not just in any case, that that would be, uh, you know, that would be crazy enough, but in a in a case that stands to overturn Roe versus Wade, uh, I'm curious what you think, as someone who is just, you know, very tuned in to, to politics and what's going on in our nation's capital, what do you think this means for the legitimacy of the Supreme Court and our independent judiciary?
1: Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, uh, because that's a very, very serious question. That's the f- first time I think in, um, in decades or even a century where something like that has occurred. And it's clear that this one came from somebody on the left side of the Supreme Court, perhaps a staff there that had been contacted by leftist advocates and who and other pressure points there in an effort to try to delay the Supreme Court's opinion. Uh, and talking with colleagues on that, on that very question, will it delay the opinion? The sense was no. That in fact, the, uh, uh, the uh, members of, of the Supreme Court, the justices will continue to deal with the issue, deal with the question, apply the law, apply the constitution on that, and render a decision. And so what that simply reflects, I think, too, is a desperation that we're seeing on the left politically, you know, where they have no respect for the institutions of government, for our constitution, the sanctity, if you will, of Supreme Court uh, deliberations and opinion. So as far as we know, we think that the, the Supreme Court will continue to move ahead and whether or not that's the actual opinion, which apparently it is, or the one at least being reviewed by the justices, because those who write dissenting opinions also have the opportunity in the course of things to write their dissenting opinion based on what the majority opinion is going to be. So I think it was a stupid thing for whoever did it to do, and, and, uh, and I'm glad it's being investigated, and I hope this FBI can put politics aside and investigate it fully and clearly and honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Our third question on our Six Questions podcast here with Bob Carlstrom, the president of AMAC Action, is about the Electoral College. And this topic has come up in light of the Supreme Court potentially overturning Roe versus Wade with people saying, well, the court's not legitimate because the presidential election process is not legitimate because it doesn't just rest on a simple popular vote. As I mentioned before, AMAC Action has been a great ally defending the Electoral College. Bob, why do you think that the Electoral College is so important?
1: Well, the Electoral College is, is essentially part of the bedrock of our republic. You know, the Constitution really establishes the states as the primary unit of government. We are called the United States of America. And consequently, just as we have two senators from each state, so that there's not uh, so that smaller population states are not put at a disadvantage, or small area states are not put at a disadvantage, you have, you have two senators. Well, it's in that same concept, in that same um, view, that the, uh, that the founding fathers created the Electoral College, so that each state, no matter how this c- country grew, would still have an equal opportunity to register its preferences. The Electoral College certainly does that, you know, based on the uh, congressional representation size and has the ability to determine in, in, in itself how those votes will be counted within the state and how they will be reported to the Congress. And so when I look at the national popular vote, I just see that as pure mischief again, pure mischief by population-centered countries, it would absolutely um, uh, rob people in the less populous states of their ability to join in the election of a president and vice president. Absolutely.
0: Let's uh, look look back uh, a, a little bit to your time in the Office of Management and Budget, yeah. talking with Bob Karlstrom, uh, the president of AMAC Action, but formerly in, in the Office of Management and Budget, I, I'm I'm curious, drawing on your experience uh, there. What do you think of what we're seeing today with inflation? Is this something that Americans should be concerned about? Is the Biden administration correct that this is all just a momentary issue caused by, you know, uh, Putin and, uh, you know, uh, other things that the administration can't do anything about? Or, or is something else going on here? I mean, is this something that, uh, that, that American voters, consumers should be worried about?
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for my time in the Office of Management and Budget, you know, which sits in the executive office of the president and has been called such things as the President's Watchdog Agency, the Budget Agency, the one that provides regulatory review. Uh, But when I look at the inflation that we're seeing here today, I go back to January 20, 2021, when President Biden signed an executive order essentially blocking further uh, gasoline, petroleum exploration and development. He set in motion there an inflation causing event. It has rippled throughout the economy because the cost of energy is something that for decades has kept us at the forefront in the world in terms of our economic leadership and health. And by that very single act, He precipitated this runaway inflation that we're seeing because it ripples throughout food, throughout materials, throughout everything that the Americans use and need throughout business, throughout small business, cost of energy, and large business and manufacturing, and the production of materials to use in manufacturing. And so that single act by itself is what caused this. Putin or Putin, Biden's reference to Putin's war as being the cause of this is nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. It's an attempt to deflect the truth. You know, he is the cause of this. His action is the cause of this. And in terms of this Peter Pan, never, never land view that our energy future is gonna be on green energy. Can you imagine manufacturing steel off of windmill energy <laughs> or off of solar energy, really? You know, and, uh, you know, and the idiocy in doing that has caused all of this in grief. And what it has, in fact, is imposed a huge tax on middle America and low income America where they can ill afford these unnecessary increases. When you see an inflation right now, what, 7.8 percent, probably soon to hit 8 percent. You know, you can lay that solely and squarely on Joe Biden and his pen on the energy executive order.
0: I'm glad you brought up manufacturing steel. I was, it was making me think about you know the there's the the line about you know people who live in cities who think that uh, that meat comes from a grocery store, right? And I, I think that's true with energy, right? People think that you know energy is something comes out of a light socket and it's all about, you know, um, do, does does the light in my house work? Maybe does my car drive around? And people forget that our whole economy, uh, I you know I was always I grew up in the Seattle area. I was always fascinated with Boeing and the the history of Boeing. And uh, I remember learning that you know Boeing was so successful because hydropower made it possible to have very cheap electricity, which made sure. it possible to have cost effective aluminum. But most people don't, you know, putting all those steps together, people just don't see that. There's such a challenge for folks like like you, Bob, to go out and educate Americans about, how, how all this works and how the administration's policies are driving yeah. inflation. So I'm, I'm glad you explained it that way.
1: Good. Thank you. Uh,
0: so question number five, back to your work with AMAC and AMAC Action, one of, the, one of the objectives of your organization is to educate Americans about our founding documents, our history. Why is civic education So important, particularly in light of the fact that our schools don't seem to value it anymore. And, uh, you know, a lot of people run around today saying, oh, history is boring. You know, there's nothing we can really learn from, uh, from the past other than, you know, just how awful people were back then. So why, Bob, do you think that civic education is so important?
1: Well, I I think it's extremely important and it's very shameful that that is being dropped from uh, at least the public school curriculums over the past, uh, past few years. If you don't understand and appreciate the foundation and the basis for this country, then you don't know what you're defending and you don't know and you don't understand the reason that things are as they are. You know, in the Constitution, for example, the Supreme Court, at least the more conservative side has been an originalist. And, and indeed, when you look at the Constitution itself, it is, a, it is not a document written by a few old men through 250 some years ago. It is a product of, of centuries of political thought and distillation from all over the world in the Western, in the Western culture. And and so it's not a simple document, it's an ingeniously developed document that provides the foundation upon which this country can grow and flourish. And it also provides mechanisms by which it can be improved, but again, relies on the states as the primary unit of government to achieve that result because Congress typically has a very hard time dealing with such things and continues to fail to do so in so many different respects. And so when you provide the states with the opportunity and the ability and their right under the constitution to deal with things, that need to be addressed in terms of uh, things that perhaps gaps that weren't there in the constitution because times have changed, because our country's grown so much, because the size of our, our, our budget has grown so much, because the national debt has grown so much, uh, efforts to pack the, the Supreme Court by the Democrats are outrageous and those kinds of things that's why it's important to understand the constitution. You know, when you build a house, you got to make sure the foundation is strong and, and, and that, and it's got to be respected. And then you can build the rest of it consistent with the foundation, you know, that, that you've developed in the first place. And so, I get very, very worried that the secular movement in this country is one that wants to dispatch the Constitution, dispatch the framework. We are the most exciting, greatest country in the world, and it's only because we defend the principles that have established our government. And that's what American people need to pay attention to, you know, and, and understand Why we have the freedom, the liberty, the ability to to exercise faith, freedom, enjoy our family is because of this Constitution. And and we need to understand. That's why millions of Americans have died in defense of that. You know, as Ben Franklin said, you now have a republic. I hope you can keep it. And that's why education becomes so extremely important for grandparents, parents and their children.
0: That's right. That's right. That responsibility really, yeah, starts starts in the home, yes. with all of us. Bob, our sixth question, uh, our sixth question here on the Six Questions podcast, always the same. Uh, it is, who is your favorite founding father, and
1: why? <laughs> well, that's a tough one. Um, I know there's a lot of good choices, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, it really is. I, I think the the one that that. I, I think Madison, um, because of his foresight in, in, in writing and being a primary drafter, you know, the Federalist Papers with Jefferson, you know, in, in establishing the, the mindset and the framework by which the Constitution was written. And, and and that's not to take away from great ones like John Adams and George Washington you know our heroic general and then first president of the United States but I would look at Madison I think because of his intellectual and, and, and really solid leadership and in, in crafting uh, our Constitution yeah you can't you, you
0: can't go wrong with Madison I mean his yeah, yeah his work on the Constitution and his, his foresight, you know, I, I think that's sometimes what the left doesn't understand is that, you know, the, the American founders had this great foresight that makes their work continue to be applicable to us rather than just something that we can discard along with quill pens. Bob Carlstrom, the uh, president of AMAC Action, a great patriot, um, working you. with a great, a great army of, of uh, the members of, of AMAC. Uh, Bob, how can people find out more about AMAC? What's your, your website, any social media that you want to share with, with uh, listeners,
1: viewers? Uh, again, our, our web, AMAC's website is www.amac.us. And then uh, you can also go to amacaction.org to learn more about what we do. Our members are advocates, they take part constantly in meeting with members of Congress and members of the state legislature and state officials, and we provide them the substantive support to do that. We're forming chapters in all the states around the country and we have delegates, all volunteer delegates of AMAC Action. So if you want to engage, uh, AMAC Action is intended to provide that vehicle for you to do so. So join join the AMAC Army, you're welcome. Outstanding. Thanks so much, Bob. Thanks for having me.